legends like um I um organized a skate event that has um Hey guys, hey guys, I think we got a TikTok uh version right there. <laughs> there's a sound, what do they call it? There's a, there's a clip there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think that's going TikTok, boys. Thanks for that. Oh, boys, that is a great blooper. Ooh, that's staying in as well. Hell yeah. yeah keep that in. That's a bit oh. Fun. He might be staying down now. Oh, I'd love to see that face reaction. Oh, <laughs> man, that we'll do it. We will put that. If Slow you, it down. <laughs> the video intro. Hello and welcome to another episode of West Underground. Today we have none other than the Bifters joining us on the lounge. How are you guys? How's it going, fellas? Thanks for having us. No worries, no worries. I love the sign. We we're just talking before we started this interview, and I said, "I, uh, you know, the signage looks good in the background, and I love the big spliff." You know, uh, yeah, that's the Bifters. It's our ethos, so we uh, we uh, we try and stay on brand here. Nice, nice. Good boys. Now, how did you boys start a band? Uh, the Bifters actually came about because Rory and I are playing a couple of other bands as well around Sydney. I think um, Honey Hayes has actually been on um, West Underground before. Um, yeah. And we are playing another punk band called Final Gambit together. And we kind of just um, wanted to start a sort of more of a sort of bit of a passion project for ourselves because we both sort of through our through, through our dads and like growing up, we've always um, had a pretty like strong interest in blues rock. So yeah. we um yeah we wanted to do our own little sort of passion project, and we like smoking weed, and so we now we like making songs about smoking weed, <laughs> and um. Yeah, we've got our um, first debut record, Reefer Madness, which I'm sure we'll get onto yeah. in a little in a little bit coming up. Um, it's all finished and done now, so yeah, the bifters are rolling. Beautiful boys, I like I like that you called it Reefer Madness. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's um, it's a bit of a bit of a tongue in cheek album, a bit satirical as well about all the weed propaganda and sort of um, marijuana hysteria that used to go on back in the 80s and whatever, or 80s and 90s or whenever it was. So um, we've both got little samples and cuts all um, cut through the record um, of actual Reefer Madness movie and propaganda and little pop culture movies and stuff. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's a pretty interesting record. We're pretty happy with how it's come out actually. I thought for a second there, I thought you said you've got samples cut then for like the for like the record or something. You're like you're giving away, you know, if you buy the record, you get a sample. I was thinking, oh, you're playing a dangerous game there, boys. Yeah, the different strains. <laughs> There's been some ideas thrown around, but we'll just keep that under under the hat for now. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. And um and like, uh, like who, who are your like musical inspirations, especially like when you, you know, come and like to this band, who are you, who are you looking at, I suppose, to kind of, you know, you know, when you start a band and you've got kind of people that you, you, you like out there that are doing a similar thing, who are those guys for, for you? I reckon we've probably found more bands that we've played recently with yeah. than we um, initially thought going into it. I thought going into it, we were trying to do something 
pretty unique and we found some pretty good friends along the way which are doing a similar kind of music but i think our main influences probably stem from way back stuff like rory gallagher uh sort of more bluesy stuff we started out like as a ode to blues music reefer and champagne and we still do a couple of covers in the set with uh mini the moocher it's an old cab calloway yeah. from the, i think the 30s yeah but yeah like it's there's elements of older music there but we really bring it forward to today what do, what do we say like we um we like to harness the like the blues attitude of eras gone by and we have some bluesy undertones but we've sort of evolved into this more rock and roll sort of doom machine we don't <laughs> really know what we are now so um yeah we, we, we like we, we we float between the genres of um blues rock and doom i'd say we take a lot of songwriting influences from older uh, fashions in that some of them are sort of concepts or yeah. character concepts based around a character. Uh, you don't see so much of that too often these days. It tends to be a lot of similar lyrics. And I think you just try and uh, tell a bit of a story with the music as well. I think that's pretty evident on the Reef and Madness album as well, because we've done it as a concept record and like all the characters, um, each single has a comic book character which features um, in the song. And we've had those illustrated for everyone and they're all going to be together on the actual vinyl when we save up in a few weeks time and get some vinyls printed. <laughs> so, no. um, yeah, and they, um, they sort of, they flow across all the different songs as well. Like some of the characters feature in the other songs as you listen through. So yeah, I think that's a pretty cool old school sort of flavor that we're, we're bringing with the Bifters. Yeah, absolutely. And boys, like if you become like fucking huge, those vinyls will be worth a fortune. And all the like the real nerdy music collectors out there are gonna be like, I want this one with the you know the green man on it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Save a couple of pressings for sure. Oh man. And um, how do you even go about getting vinyl press these days? Does it cost an arm and a leg to do? We've had a very brief look into it. We're just getting all the artwork sorted. Um, shout out to Dan Thrax Illustrations. Fucking he's done all our artwork for us. He's an absolute legend. It's so sick. And um, he's just doing the, the actual vinyl cover at the moment. So once we get um, that sorted, the, all the artwork will be done and um, we'll look into it a bit more. But on first glance, it's, um, it's not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I could imagine, but... You know what's very very cool is we've um we've we've had a couple of American bands like on our on our podcast and there's a whole big thing in California where they're try where they're like collecting like a new bands like vinyls in 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 America Ooh, like nice. there's this little underground market for it and all these guys are running around scooping up like bands I'd never heard of before in my life. Wow, <laughs> cool though. Which you would have thought, you know. Vinyls back. We'll have to get some printed out over there. Yeah. Oh man, they will find them and they'll just have them over there. Like somebody will find them on some, you know, link or website and get them over there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, that was really cool. We um started working just the last couple of weeks with um Evergreen Artists on some PR and stuff. So yeah. um, they're actually, we were chatting with Michael from them during the week about um with our next release, he's going to shop it a little bit to the states and to the colleges. So Hopefully um, we'll have the vinyls all ready to go by then as well. And you never know. There we go. A little bit of breadcrumbing over in the States. And <laughs> Beautiful. It'll be like Cheech and Chong and the Bifters. 
Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, oh, Paul, I feel like I haven't stopped talking, mate. Have you got? Oh, that's all right. I'm used to it anyway. I'm just gonna say, um, how was the Frankie's gig the other night? Yeah, mate, it was um, it was really good. Hey, aside from the bass cutting out in the first song, but like um, we weathered that storm and once we uh got going again, it was yeah, it was a really good gig. Hey, and want to just have a say a massive shout out to everyone that came down. We had a massive turnout down there, so just really stoked to um, yeah, to play a Saturday night at the iconic Frankie's and um, fingers crossed it just drags on and they never have to leave. <laughs> yeah, everyone says that. Yeah. Um, do you guys have like a unique way of live music for you guys like obviously you guys are a bit out there with your theme of your band like do you guys do anything on stage or do you have like any props you guys um, thinking about doing i guess you could call the van a prop we've got what's called uh what do we call it a rolling bifter bus <laughs> so gus has got this mad camper van you've never seen a setup like this thing man it's got like velvet velour interiors and shit it's beautiful <laughs> It's a bit of a camper van. <laughs> oh, good. Have you got, is it, how many seats is it? Is it just like, is it four seater or two? Three seats to get us up the front. Oh, we might have, we might actually have a look at this. Oh, look at that. This, Jesus. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, and, I don't know if you can see, there's a little piece of wood down on the, um, on the side there that just screws onto the step. Yeah. So I've got a um, big wood, uh, wooden stage that we build out of pallets that yeah. just screws onto the side. And hey, boys, uh, well, yeah. actually, well, this is a this is actually premiere for you guys because um, we're actually gonna we haven't been booked on the lineup, but because the lineup's so good on the King Street crawl, we're, we're thinking of um, unveiling the Bifter bus on that weekend there. Oh and, yes. Just uh, parking oh, up yeah. and having our own VIP stage on a side street there somewhere. So, yeah, it's going to be... The, is that the festival, the King Street Festival? Yeah, it looks like uh, yeah. 300 bands of... for three days or yeah. something going on down there this year. So, oh, early next year. It looks yeah. fun. That goes for like a week. Like, I think that goes for like a week or close to a week. Every day is a different bands and it yeah. looks really good. All the different venues are all involved and they have the street yeah. parties as well. So, we're just going to have to snavel the van in there and yeah. have our own little bifters private show yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just drive just drive down king street playing your stuff get someone to drive hey boys are you gonna do a bit of body work to it and give it like the grateful dead kind of coloring eventually you reckon well i reckon with the uh lights and the smoke machine yeah <laughs> yeah you can tell you're coming from a mile away Oh, Jared, our bass player, who, <laughs> Jared, Jared, our bass player who couldn't make it today, but shout out to Jared. He's an awesome, awesome um, audio technical engineer. Is that what you call it? He's Sound a, guy. He's just a wizard. So um, yeah, he's um, he's we've got a big generator and a full PA system and everything, and he he does the sound like a proper stage. So with wherever this thing rolls into, it's going to be pumping. That's for sure. Yeah. You've got to get somebody to film it, like you guys getting out of it and just opening the doors and fucking it's just all yeah, happy. Just like, all, yeah, yeah. It's not even a smoke machine, just them having a few before they get out of the car. You <laughs> don't need the machine. <laughs> no, it's free, mate. Yeah. Self-made. We just need half an hour. <laughs> uh, I reckon it'll be a good week. I reckon it'll be a good week. If I could get a few days here and there, I reckon a vibe on us will be amazing. Especially yeah. the rooftop areas, like the rooftop bars as well, just made, oh, 
Yeah, I don't think we can get a little spot around the park at the back there, even if we park the van up there the night before, and then we can just like rock in once it's all barricaded off and <laughs> probably get told to leave, but fuck, we'll give it a crack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea, boys. It's uh you gotta get somebody to film it though, because that that just gonna be awesome and the best mm. part, because then you we'll, get, we'll get it documented for sure, definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. A good, good film clip or something if not if yeah nothing else. and also like chuck it up on tiktok like as well like yeah. that like that is the best platform at the moment like you wake up the next day put a couple hashtags on it and you'll get thousands of views the next day and you'll get heaps because people will share it because it's just so cool not a bad call hey we have to set up the bifters tiktok actually we were like yeah the uh old mate from our other band nick and nick good mate he's um He's pretty hot on the TikTok. He started doing some fucking funny little skits with Final Gambit on TikTok, and that's taken off. So you might have to follow in his wake. <laughs> yeah, boys, you got to get on top of it because it's the best. I, I wish they were giving me money to say this, but they're the best platform at the moment because you know Instagram, Facebook, they just they show it to like your friends if you're lucky, and they want you to kind of pay for a bit of promotion. Yeah, TikTok shows it to the world, like but just on based on how many you know likes it gets and it's yeah. it's own popularity. So it's very cool platform. So hot right now. We might have to get onto it. Hey. Yeah. yeah I, I, reckon you thought the, I thought the Chinese Communist Party owned it and I didn't know how they'd take all the <laughs> marijuana propaganda that we're putting up. Like. <laughs> <laughs> See how we go. Yeah, look, boys, I don't I I I think you'll be fine. I I've seen a lot worse on there. So yeah, sweet. Okay. You you guys will go, you know, it'll be cool. That's a good shout. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get onto that ASAP. Definitely for the van launch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've, I've seen Tommy Chong on TikTok, so you boys will be cool. Oh, you know, all good. <laughs> oh, man, she's a king. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking Snoop Dogg has TikTok, so that's saying something. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, if he's not getting booted off, then we should be sweet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, and um, like, how um, what like venues have you played so far in in Sydney? Like, what's probably been the best gig experience for you guys so far? Um, it's hard to go past Saturday night. At, getting asked back to play the Saturday night at Frankie's on the weekend was pretty special. Yeah, tough with that. Like, um, yeah, we'll probably hold that one to the highest esteem. But we've had some rad gigs. Um, like it was COVID capacity, but we sold out the factory theater. That was pretty cool. Um, and what, what else? We just had a, a bunch of um, our really cool gigs and festivals that we were booked for got cancelled because of the last lockdown. So we're um, we're kind of just on. So the Frankie's one was only our third one back, and we squeezed a couple in before it just yeah. to get practiced up. We, yeah. had a couple of, we had Lazy Bones and The Great Club as well. That was on my birthday. That was pretty funny. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a few gigs and just to get warmed back up. But just as soon as we got into Frankie's, we knew we were back on. So it's good to be back. Good to be here. On the topic of gigs, though, I can give you another uh, premiere. We're proud to announce that we'll be doing a four-show um four show tour with our good pals over at Teddy Rizzo. Cool. Oh, guys out, Teddy Rizzo. I'm you, you, you guys have had him on the podcast recently, I believe. Yep. Yes. Sure have. 
So yeah, and um, yeah, we've been lucky enough to get the tour sponsored by Young Henry. So oh, fuck and even better. Yeah, so we're gonna be uh, rocking some beers and rocking some cool venues in January and February of twenty two. So I think we've got um, just off the top of my head, the Duke of the Duke is the first one, and then there's um, the Vic on the Park. There's the Royal Bondi. There's, yeah, a bunch of other dates as well. So you'll have to check out the uh, socials because I think we're launching the poster for that in the next couple of days. Awesome, awesome. Now I'm going to ask a very stupid question, but I'm, I'm just, I just have to. Have we had one of you boys on the podcast before? It was a honey haze. Yes, we, ha- we have. Sorry, I, I heard your voice and I recognized it straight away. You just <laughs> fooled me with the mustache at the, you know, yeah. I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, that's a lockdown edition. He's got the yeah. laminia. Because I came and saw you with uh, with honey haze and I, d- I don't remember you having the mustache then. You've, you've got a whole new look. It's You're, you're like a skinny chopper read at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's a skinny one. (laughs) (laughs) Younger days. (laughs) Oh man. No, I I just had to clear that up with myself. I felt like I was I was tripping out a little bit. I was like, is it is it is it would you is am I just getting confused by the accent? (laughs) Yeah, it's funny one. Accent, uh English. But thanks for having me back, mate. It's good to be here again. (laughs) Oh man, it's good having you back, man. Oh man. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. I've been going in the last 10 minutes. I've been at the back of my head going, that, that's him. Yeah. Who's this guy? Yeah, I know I've seen you before. <laughs> Familiar voice as well. Anyway, guys, <laughs> moving forward. Um, just, just on your uh, young Henry's um, full show, show tour. I don't know if I'm allowed to laugh this, but what's the package do you guys get? Being with Young Henry's as a sponsorship because I always want to know if you guys get like special free beers or other uh, stuff as well, exclusive. I um I haven't been the one corresponding with them for this one, so I can't give you the hundred percent answer. But I'm pretty sure they provide a rider and they do a bunch of promotion and um, maybe yeah, a couple of other things as well. I'm not too mm. sure of the specifics of this exact one though. Um, the Teddy Rizzo guys were sorting that out, so um, hopefully in the next few days we'll actually find that out. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, when it comes to beer, I just got to be excited. So I was hoping to hit a yeah. free. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's all I heard. I was like, oh, I know there's definitely going to be some provision of beer. So um, so we're happy if if nothing else, that's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I um I've I've played a festival before that was sponsored by Young Henry's, and they were very very generous with the beers. So you'll be you're yeah, they're actually legends. Like um. I um, organized a skate event that has um. Hey guys, hey guys! I think we got a TikTok uh, version right there. <laughs> there's a sound. Uh, what do they call it? There's a there's a clip there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think that's going TikTok, boys. Thanks for that. Oh, boys, that is a great blooper. Ooh, that's staying in as well. Hell yeah! Yeah, keep that in. That's a bit. Oh, fun. he might be staying down now. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to see that face reaction. Oh, oh man, that we'll do it. We will put that if slow you slow it down. <laughs> the video intro. I mean, say hello. All right. Made a great sound effect as well. Oh, hello. 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 <laughs> You're right, mate. Is it have is it all right? Is it soft or is it hard? Have you got a bit of cardboard? Oh, oh, no, it's all good. It's like a soft. It's like a light wood. 
Oh, okay. Okay, I've got to be worried there. Nah, he's all good. All right. I think he's just getting a spliff. Oh. <laughs> oh, the yeah. guy, was, the, was your puppy there the whole time or did he just come in because he heard trouble? He, he was oh, just like, I'm checking if everything's okay. He's patrolling. Oh, it's not. Sorry, what was the question before we were rudely <laughs> interrupted by the sign? Catastrophe? Oh, what's up with that? Oh, it's back. I think it was just Hamish as a festival experience with oh, Frank yeah, Hamish. No, I, I was just saying, boys. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they, they'll take care of you, boys. Oh, yeah, no, they're really cool. Um, oh, yeah, I do a, an event down at the local skate park with my live bet, local bands around the bowl and stuff. And like Young Henry's has uh, hooked me up in the past. And they're just like, yeah, really supportive of like local musicians and artists. And yeah, bloody legends. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I think they're the best like beer company because like they do all the good events like they're they're on top of it yeah it's yeah it's good it's great it's great to have that support because you definitely don't get it from your spotify royalties <laughs> no, I, I saw a meme that came out recently because everyone got their spotify analytics and it's like spotify is happy to announce that they they've given their first hundred dollars to artist and i was like that 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 me that like meme itself is is sad but true like spotify you get thousands of streams and what do you get from it yeah that's it it's um it's a tough gig the old spotify game yeah yeah i think um band camp's pretty big over in the states i think there's like it's easier to sell music because you can sell it through band camp and like sell your vinyls and stuff yeah, that's what we'll mainly be doing if once we can finally afford some vinyls, just focus on getting them out to people like and yeah. I'll deliver them myself if I have to, you know. Like. <laughs> yeah, boys, make them make them like only like little limited runs, so then they become like collectible. You know what I mean? Like you them out of the van. If you come down and see the pop-up van show, then you got that's your chance to buy the limited edition vinyl. Yeah, and other than that, there's you can't get them until the van just randomly pops up. That's it. You got to be <laughs> on today. Yeah, yeah. We're going to announce it on TikTok in the morning off. <laughs> yeah, man, because it's a weird thing. Like, like you know, it, people don't want things unless they're like limited or exclusive or like you know what I mean. Like, if you can get them all the time, it's like, oh, why bother? But if you can only get it at a certain time, it's like fucking special. Yeah, we should make all our artwork NFTs as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been, uh, not a bad idea seriously but, though Drax, his illustrations have been fantastic if you uh, haven't seen on our instagram it's worth a visit just for that he's does some really cool work he's made a different artwork for each character and i think that's um it's really made it shine as a whole album like he's really tied it together so thank you very much to him and uh, if you haven't seen it go and check it out very nice and um how did you boys come up with the like the characters whose idea was that um it's sort of a, a group thing we've each had like contributions to the songwriting and like had our own characters i don't know i think we've each sort of built them as we go like the bulk of the songs are sort of communally written but the characters sort of and then, i don't know yeah emerged. it started off as the first song was sugar mama and then yeah. so once we had one character and the idea to kind of that we wanted to do the old school style record that's a, like flows from start to finish sort of thing yeah 
Um, then we sort of just started building like every song, just building a character on top of it. I kind of guess. Yeah. And it all came down to, we, we still didn't have them all until the last, the last day of recording at Deaf Wolf Studios. And um, Rory had this riff that's now turned into a song that's called The Reverend. And we actually had like no parts written for it at all on the day. And we kind of all, all believe now that the record's finished that that might be our best track. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's just worked out really, really sort of, it's been a really fun process as well to sort of do it this way. So thank you. Nice guys. Nice. <clears throat> and, um, like, oh, this is a question for Rory, you know, you mentioned Rory Gallagher at the start of the video. Now a question like, you said that he was a, he's an influence to you and I suppose a lot of guitar players, but, um, you know, re recently, do you reckon, do you reckon he's probably one of the most underrated guitar players of all time? Yeah. I mean, I hear it a lot. It's one of those things where if you ever speak to someone who's heard of him, they, they always say he's, he's underrated. I think it's fair enough. Um, I actually work for a, guitar company and spend a lot of time on the phone speaking to old <laughs> like 56 year old blues guys and yeah. yeah so I spent a lot of time talking about the bloke and <laughs> um, yeah I've definitely heard that before he's underrated um my he's I'm probably much bigger in England where I'm from my dad was a huge fan um yeah. um he's, he's always said he named me after him um but don't tell your mum he <laughs> put a guitar in my hands when I was pretty young, so I suppose it's true. <laughs> oh, nice, man. Uh, look, look, I just wanted to ask that question because, like, that's the only reason I ever bought a Strat, you know? <laughs> well, I'm proof of that as well because, like, before I started playing in bands with Rory, I'd, I'd heard of Rory Gallagher, but I'd never, like, fully delved into what he could properly do. And now he's like one of my favorite artists. Like I'm cranking him. Like I don't know what my Spotify rap is this year, but he'd definitely be up the top for sure. Yeah, man. Like it's it's just fucking unbelievable. Like it, everybody mentions different guitar players, but like I don't know. He just seemed to. He, he, he's like the guitar player's guitar player. Does that make sense? Like if you're on the outside of looking in at guitar culture, he he doesn't get mentioned. It's only the the real kind of you know guitar I mean, nerds. Yeah, not everyone can handle the like five solos in one song kind of vibe. But if you're interested and you're enjoying it, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like it. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, man, it's it's great. But um, have you, are you running that combo at the moment? Have you just got, are you running Vox Amps and just Stratton to? Uh, mostly tellies uh, into a, yeah, Vox. But the at the moment, I've been playing with the Bifters a uh double cut les paul junior copy with a p90 in it so it sounds pretty twangy sort of yeah yeah and it got that twangy vibe still and yeah as a little sort of bluesy rocky setup it gets all the drive you need got some just recently had a birthday got a lovely present from my girlfriend it's wicked new pedal from does it doom and that's um that's definitely turned things up a notch that's been pretty fun <laughs> nice man nice you yeah. say so you've got it you've got you you've got a les paul now that sounds like a telly and you've got a collection of telly i remember you bought one over to my house exactly yeah you like, you like the twang by the sounds of it like the twang yeah 
Yeah, yeah, no. Nice. Yeah, I've, been, I've been recently experimenting with building them and just exploring a bit of sort of circuitry and stuff. It's been quite interesting. Stopped getting into it, started working at the guitar shop, which has really sort of opened my eyes to repair work and started fiddling around with pedals and that kind of thing. So it's been interesting the past few months. <laughs> Lockdown wasn't so bad. <laughs> Got a bit nice, nice. And um <clears throat> what about the rest of you boys? Are you are you all into you know pulling apart your instruments and like you know diving in there? Still smash them apart. <laughs> Oh man, I've got a shitty 1980s timer <laughs> that every single knob on it's broken or stripped. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm always just battling with like hardware and stuff with the old drums. But yeah, that's that's what they're for. They're there for the bashing. So they, that's what they get. They get with the biffs. Yeah. They get a bit of a beating. I actually am down a snare drum now because I completely lost my snare drum at Frankie's on Saturday somehow. Yeah, I was just checking the van before, thinking it was in there, and it's just like nowhere to be seen. So, yeah, who steals a snare? Like it's a <laughs> yeah, like steal. Oh no, it was. I'm more, I'm more pissed off about the case. It was one of those nice old hard cases that, like, I don't know if he was bullshitting me, but the guy at the drum shop said they stopped making them. So, my snare was um pretty pretty shoddy. It was um I've been trying to up upgrade for a while like to a proper expensive one so i guess maybe now is the time it's christmas <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully it's just in the back room in the green room because i don't yeah, hopefully go, go back have a look um but like yeah right before i went on stage it was just nowhere to be found it wasn't where i put it i thought it might just be under like all the other band's gear and stuff and then by the end of the night it still wasn't around but you never know, eh? My snare fairy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, at least it's Christmas, man. Just put in your wish list to Santa, and you're sweet. Yeah. Can I, Santa? Can I please get a thousand dollar Ludwig snare? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And what about for you? Who are your like drum inspirations? Um. Oh man, I came from like I kind of like enjoy my harder sort of sort of listen to kind of like punk, old yeah. school punky stuff. Um, but I don't know, I've been like getting into my clutch and sort of that stuff lately. It's kind of like the blues rocky stuff. But yeah. um, I don't know, um, ACDC drummer's got to be like my number one, Mr. Rod. Mr. Rod, yeah, yeah, he was always a good one. That one. Just yeah. like, yeah, I was just solid and um, never miss a beat that bloke. So, yeah, my old man always like, always G'd up that he named me after Angus Young. So I've always been a big Akadaka fan. And so, yeah, Mr. Rudd's got to be up there, Mr. Reliable. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah. They even they let him back in the band, didn't they, recently? Yeah, he's had a, he's had a little, he's had a couple of little, issues there <laughs> yeah i feel like he just he's just one of those fellas that doesn't like to stop the tours when he's off tour he's just he's on a bender <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's, that's why he's the number one drummer <laughs> <laughs> oh man and um what what about anybody else did you did you ever go through like the 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 Keith Moon or like John Bonham thing or any of those. Uh, definitely albums? Bonham. Um, 
few people used to like there's a photo that goes around that where like i semi look like him so i've had a couple of bonham bonham um i can see that yeah yeah. um who else do i'd like um i don't know hey yeah off the top of my head that's about it to be honest i've always sort of just done my own thing like i've never really done drum lessons and i don't really like copy too many other drummers i've always just sort of learnt my craft through jamming i've always been playing in bands and playing in three at the moment so i kind of get different flavors in my drumming through like the different bands with like the bifters it's the blues rock with like our doomy change-ups and honey haze it's more like the psychedelic kind of uh, what do we call it funky punk and then like um final gambit band is obviously like that more punky metal style so i kind of get a bit of a spread over all three of the bands at the moment and it's like yeah it's pretty it's pretty fun to explore those different genres and i think my drumming's evolved a little bit lately because of that feeling a bit more comfortable now with all the different genres and swapping and changing from doing it like five nights a bloody week so yeah it's good it's good yeah, I'm in at the moment. I'm so stoked. It's like heating back up again, like after all this lockdown. Yeah, yeah. And what's what's your favorite like style to play? Like, is it fun to be swinging with the bifters, or is it like fun to chill out and do, you know, or play a bit of the punk stuff with the? Um, no, I've always had such a wide range in music that it's kind of like I kind of like love them all. Hey, like they all have their own little like. I don't know. I think I still have an underlying sort of punky flavor to my drumming that I kind of adapt yeah. depending on which band it is. So, yeah. It's nice, like, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun at the moment. Yeah, cool. I feel like we haven't given drummers enough love on this, like, in this little, oh, not like West Underground. We always chat to the, like, the guitar players and I talk about guitars and shit because that's what, <laughs> and, and drums and bass have just gone under the radar <laughs> we didn't even have a mom for the honey haze yeah i know where were you man i think i must have been on holidays yeah, I, I might have snuck away in the van you know so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool um yeah guys we'll have to have it like you guys on the on the on the couch again and you know do something in the do something in the future for sure yeah that'll be cool play your song or something yeah yeah yeah, the, the song playing turned out really well back then as well. It was a live music did really well on our couches as well. I think we just we just had the right equipment at the right time for yeah. the um performances we did as well. That was a mad setup around there. That was mm. on. Yeah, I've got. I still listen to you sing the um the Midnight Dancer. <laughs> oh yeah, that that blew up that one. Yeah, yeah, that turned out really well. Oh, thanks guys. Yeah, that's the um bit of a Honey Haze classic. Mm. I, I i love hearing the guys boys yeah. Yeah. we're up in newcastle this weekend at the cambridge <laughs> nice I, I love i love um like hearing the difference between your voice rory and and earl's voice like because it because like when you sing that and it's just you two like and and you know i think yeah. there's nowhere to be seen i mean it's a very different uh experience honey haze in that kind of environment to um honey haze on the stage yeah <laughs> we definitely uh let it loose and it it's kind of it's it's not i wouldn't say it's heavy but it, it gets moving it's a bit of a more of a stomp to it 
So yeah. that's, yeah, I can see what you mean. It's definitely a bit more sparse and more, a uh, bit more of a separation there. Yeah. But yeah. When we're playing live, I reckon, yeah, it's a bit more of a force. <laughs> yeah, of course. Man, I, I, what about, do you do that with the Bifters yet, where you're able to get the crowd in to sing the tunes a little bit? we got a couple. Mini the Moochers are good. We're doing the Mini the Moochie cover. Oh, yeah. I love that song. Yeah. I love that song. It yeah. It's all good. All call and response, basically. So it's really cool. It we've actually, the um, in the Bifters, with Jared, who's the bass player, he um, sings a couple of songs as well, and he's got yeah. this crazy voice. Like, oh, man. It's, I don't know, how do we describe it? Like, mm -hmm. it's like this prog voice, but. Yeah, it's like fucking, like your Axel Rose, but like proggy, screamy kind of shout, but grungier with kind of a Kurt Cobain twist. It's just, it's, oh, wow. he's got a whole voice, man. And he gets that high note. Oh, I think I sent oh, you guys a little sample of the, um, of the uh, album. Um, and I think it's track number three. Is it number three? Oh, Mary Jane, it's called. That's the song that uh, Jared sings. So um, yeah, it's it's good. It adds yeah. a, it adds a nice little point of difference on the album mm. as well. It's just like this, yeah. And for backups, it's unreal. Having him behind you is so cool because he can just get anywhere. He's got a, such a great voice, and he's wicked on the bass too, bro. He's he was a good find. Like yeah, as we said before, Gus and I are just playing together um in other bands and came across jared he was i think he had jam with final gambit didn't he? he did what he did jam with final gambit once upon a time but then i put up like a saucy little <laughs> um green encoded ad on the sydney mu musicians page looking for a crusty bass player that wanted to play some smelly weed blues in the dark or something. I don't remember what exactly what I said, but yeah, Jared, found him. Jared hit, me, hit me up straight away. And, then, and uh, yeah, he's come around and he's been, yeah, with us ever since. And yeah, it's been, it's been great to have him. It's been great for the Bifters. It's going to be. Yeah. <clears throat> he's actually moved up the coast recently um, mm -hmm. because of uh, lockdown and stuff. And he's, uh, he's got two kids, so. He wanted a little bit more space for them with all this lockdown stuff going on, but he still manages to get down here like a few couple of times a week on the train and stuff. Like he's yeah, oh, he's beautiful man, legend. Yeah, it's good. That's fucking commitment. Yeah, he's he's the man. Yeah. Shout out to Jared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, he was down here all weekend because of the launch, so they he obviously <laughs> uh, yeah he didn't make it back down for the interview this time, but I'm sure he'll be keen for the next round. Yeah, for sure, and um like. When you know how you boys were just mentioning there um, about like many the moocher, do you do the? Have you heard the um the the Robin Williams version, Rob Robbie Williams version? Uh, I can't say I have no. I didn't know he had a version. Is yeah, that, is no. that the jazz one? Is that the one we went jazzy with? Yeah, um, this weird jazz, um, jazzy album where yeah. he just does a bunch of covers these standards, but there's like one mm -hmm. cool part of it, and I'm just wondering if you guys do where he where he starts the song kind of really slow, and then like halfway through it just kind of goes into like double time, and it yeah. just yeah, we've that. got we've got the cut <laughs> in at double time. Yeah, the verse it's um it's all like spoken rather than sung through that. Yeah. In. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, good. it's good. It's good when we really. Oh, 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 Sorry, dog's going off. Um, yeah, it's really good when we absolutely nail it on the button with that one. I think we did a pretty good job at Frankie's on the weekend, so that was good. But um, 
Yeah, it's one of those one of those timing things where if you are, if the fallback's not so good, or if the feedback's you know, and yeah. you're not hearing properly and you don't get it on the button, it really looks a bit shit. But I think we've uh we've got it we've got it going good now after a year. Nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, boys, that's that's good to hear. Like like that song's a like a really cool tune, isn't it? Like. Do you get the crowd to sing the adi, 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 oh, that part? Like, are they singing that back to you? I mean, that's the goal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they know it, yeah. <laughs> it's next uh, slide. Um, I mean, and when we, I don't know, I was, I miss what Gus said, but when it rocks up towards the end, everyone's on board. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Have you had any times where you've tried to get them to sing back and they're just not playing along yet? Like, they <laughs> No, not really. I mean, we've been a pretty people pleasy kind of bands so far people just seem to get along with us which is nice people don't seem to shy away or anything no we've been pretty lucky and like we've been sort of haven't had to like you know book too many gigs ourselves we've been getting like after every show we've played almost we've had a band or someone hit us up for a slot and we're just happy to play we've been playing with heaps of rad bands as many as we can really just to to get out there while we've got this album coming and it's been awesome so far and we've got yeah we've got a we've got a bunch of shows maybe like six or seven already in like january and early february so yeah good sick and is there any bands you haven't played with but want to oh i'm sure I want to play. I want to play with papa pilko and the bin rats yeah <laughs> i've just wanted to play i've wanted to play with them since like as long as they've existed yeah. i always message him before every show and shit like <laughs> and that's the show i'm like yeah bifters will support you know gene them up like one day they'll they'll need someone and we'll, we'll get in there yeah um who else dream lineup i'd play with fringo <laughs> <laughs> yeah the fringo boys yeah old school band from back in the day gus's old mates yeah I'm unfortunately not together anymore yeah, we get them out for gigs sometimes, like once in a blue moon, and they're just like, yeah, they 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 still got albums up on Spotify. They're called Fringo. There's, they're the best. They're the best old school band. I'd like to play with them again. Mm. Bring them back. Nice boys. I thought you said Ringo, and I was thinking, oh, geez, that's a bit. Of, you're going for stars. <laughs> yeah, nah, Fringo, Fringo, you should check them out. They've got a sick album on um on Spotify from back in the day. It's that's one of my inspirations for sure. Fringo, like F-R-I-N-G-O. That's, That's the one. Nice, nice. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, Eastside's finest, mate. East the <laughs> Suburbs finest. That that album that inspired a lot of people. So it's good. Yeah, it's good. Very cool, man. And um, like, what are what are your big aspirations for the band? I know we spoke about the the band before about um you know getting doing some van gigs but what else have you boys got installed well like our over like our glory goal for the bifters is to play at blues fest so we pretty much just want to do anything we can to set ourselves on the path to achieve that so we're just gonna keep building the brand with the album and like try and get bigger and bigger shows hopefully get onto some small festivals next year and then yeah that's the aim we're just, just going for it now, is it hard to get booked for Blues Fest? Like, I know, I know you got to be in a certain crowd to get for Splendor, but for Blues Fest, 
Like how how many blues bands are there around Australia? I don't if I don't actually know. Hey, I just know that it's hard for me <laughs> to book it because I don't have any contacts. Blues Fest, if you're watching this, yeah, I can see you guys doing Blues Fest. Actually, yeah, I think I you guys will suit it. You guys would suit Blues Fest. Oh, we'd love to do it, you know. Mm. So I, I reckon we'd suit it perfectly as well. And like, I, I don't know. I feel like the lineup these days, and they're not all necessarily like blues bands mm. anyway. Nah. So I feel like, yeah, if there's a little sneaky st- side stage, you know, the Biffies will jump in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're on stage. And didn't Blues Fest like have Iggy Pop like over one of the last couple of years? Well. Yeah. It did. I'm sorry, I missed it. Fuck. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I, maybe, maybe I'm thinking of something else. But Robert I, Pat was like four or five years ago. Yeah, Robert that Pat was on. ready to croak. He's, he's not got much left in him, surely. No, Iggy Pop. Yeah. We're talking about Iggy or Robert here. Either one. Definitely <laughs> one. But at least you can imagine Robert. You know, Robert Plant's played his fair share of twelve bars. I can't name me one twelve bar that Iggy's played. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> you, they can definitely have a bifter. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, Paul, have you got any final um, final yeah, was, questions? Just on the live music stuff, do you feel like that different venues bring in different crowds or do you guys have roughly the same? Like, do you have to, like, play songs to the crowd or it depends on the venue? I think you're asking oh. different venues have different demographics. Yeah, uh, we're, we're strong believers in we play our set like as hard as we can at no matter what venue. Like, so, mm. um, yeah, maybe like even like you'd say last weekend, we went, we had played at this rad little single launch with um, Laura, her name was. She was doing a single launch at the Great Club in Marrickville and a couple of other doozy bands that we played with. Um, was it Armana and Pastuzo, I think it was. Yeah, they were all, uh, yeah, hell cool bands. And, um, yeah, I'd say that we were just a little bit heavier and a little bit quite different to the rest of the genres, but like um, we're still well received. And um, I think it's just better to just go in there and just do what what you do and how you yeah. do it without changing it too much, no matter what. Like, we decided we'd rather play hard and do our sound justice than like try and dial it back too much. I mean, we're not overly heavy but if we're given the chance we can blow heads off if you're not expecting it i guess <laughs> i think that turned into great advice as well to be honest that's great advice for other bands listening to this as well to just play as hard as you can and just don't change for nothing and play what you want to play exactly that's pretty much sums it up yeah yeah that's us man like yeah we're gonna we're just gonna do it and like if people like off the percentage, most people are digging it, so we're yeah, we're not going to change it up just because, like, yeah, a venue. Does. I think you top, you're the type of guys would hand hand in a blank piece of paper when when the head like the organizer asking for a set list. He goes, "Yeah, here you go, man. We forgot, but we'll play it anyway. It's just blank." <laughs> written it out every single time we've played. Got like, yeah. yeah. a few. Yeah, they get left everywhere. Those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I've listened to the um songs like so many times now with the whole mixing and mastering recording process. Shout out to Def Wolf and um George oh. Giardis for recording and um 
producing that whole album for us during that whole lockdown oh, bullshit. So the they absolutely around. smashed it and we're just so stoked with how it came out. Like he whipped up all the samples and stuff that we wanted and just made them like on there better than we could have even imagined. So we can't wait to like get get a that first press of the vinyl with all the artwork <laughs> and stuff. That's just gonna be it's gonna be a good feeling. Looking forward to that. Nice boys. Like it sounds like 2022 is going to be an exciting year for you, for you guys. Well, don't want to jinx it. <laughs> we're going to have a crack. We're going to have a crack. That's for sure. Yes. Oh yeah. fuck. It looks like we're opening back up. We should be ready to gig again. After this Christmas break, we're going to hit the ground running. So yeah, you said it. 2022 is ours. Yeah. Go, it, on, boys. go hard or go home. That's it. All right. I think that's it. Thanks very much for having us, fellas. Eh? Cheers, Hello. Mate. Thanks for coming on. This has been really fun. Yeah, I've really oh, enjoyed it. We'll, um, we'll have to chat again soon. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, I hope to see you guys at the gigs as well. Yeah, we'll see do it. Yeah, check out the new single. It's on Spotify and all the streaming services now. It came out on Saturday, Queen of Machine. So um, should have a little film clip coming mm. after Christmas for that one. So check it out. We'll have a link in the bio for you guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate having us.